The Jacksonville Jaguars close out the preseason emphatically with a win over the Miami Dolphins, and the focus is takeaways. I'll tell you what that's all about in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, here on the postcast edition of Locked On Jaguars as we discuss the uh, end of the preseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about why the emphasis on takeaways seems to have worked, how Travis Etienne is more patient and he's better for it, and then a last word to uh, everyone here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, quickly to the game. Let's just get right to it. We got about 15 minutes. Um they put it all together today. The Jacksonville Jaguars came out for their first home game of the season, the home preseason game. And the first extensive action by the starters played really, really well, with the exception of a couple of things that they'd like to take back, like a Tank Bigsby fumble. I had just told somebody when the game started, I said, they're going to give the, uh, Tank Bigsby the ball in the red zone. I think that that's probably why he was drafted, right? Well, he fumbled, and that's something that you cannot do. And uh, I'm sure they're going to go take an old school approach to really, really show him how he, you know, he has to, what he has to do to protect the football moving forward. But Travis Etienne, man, we'll get to him in just a second. Woo. The one thing I do want to discuss is all preseason and offseason. You heard Mike Caldwell not long ago, I think it was just this past week, say the reason that they were seeing more takeaways is because it was something that they actually worked on. And there's nothing like a team working on something, whether it's through drills, whether it's through technique or just emphasis verbally and hammering it home. And the team starts to have a knack to be able to take away the ball. The defense has been taking away the ball. We saw two young guys to, to call them the young thieves. It was Nasir Abdullah first and then Eric Hallett with spectacular plays in the passing game to turn the ball over. This is really, really big because what it allows is it allows a potent offense like the one that you saw tonight with the addition of Calvin Ridley, who is also very, very good. Trevor Lawrence, your best player, you get the ball into his hands more. And most of the time when you turn the other team over, you're either doing it in their territory where that's advantageous and gives you a short field, or if they're on your side of the field, you stop a score. And you you steal momentum, and that's exactly um, the that's exactly what the impact of that uh, will be like, and and then what that will do uh, for this football team. And I, I just think it's fabulous to see. Uh, I think it was what was the A team, the leader of the A team, used to say, "I love it when a plan comes together," and the plan really did come together. The run game on offense with Travis Etienne being more patient, being more patient, and you saw. That that page, he just looks like a different player. It looks like everything slowed down for him. He, I remember when Fred Taylor. Remember anybody who remembers watching Fred Taylor when he first came to the league? He was like running up the back of the the offensive lineman because it was like everything looked like it was going to be a touchdown. And I think uh, while he was trying to figure it out, he was just running hard, right? Well, ETN was that same way. 
if you notice tonight, you saw more balance, you saw more control, you saw him waiting patiently and then exploding through the hole. And then, and here's the big thing, you saw him absorb contact differently. Um, he, it's almost as if he knows when the play is over and he and he gets the good body lean and he delivers a blow to the defense, but he protects himself and he protects the football. I said last year, it looked like every time he got tackled, it looked like he was falling down a ski slope. Just like the beginning of world, wide world of sports when the dude just flipped. It just looked terrible. It looked like Wally Coyote. You know what I'm saying? But this, you saw him now. It's like he was running behind his pads instead of running with his legs. And the difference in – understand, it was basically his rookie year last year. You see the difference. And for everybody that thought he was going to lose – snaps think again i think he's going to be the guy that they give the ball to the most and, I, and not he's going to touch the ball more than anybody on his team except trevor Lawrence. and don't be surprised if he's one of the five or six best running backs in the league because now we always knew he's explosive but now he has this patience and this patience is going to pay off greatly for him this patience is going to pay off greatly for him the run game very good ben barch looked look good at left guard it starts to give you an idea. And these are the problems that good teams have. What happens when Cam Robinson comes back with his $16 million salary or cap hit or whatever, and even though Walker Little looked good at left guard last week, what if their best lineup is Walker Little at left tackle and Ben Barch at, at left guard? Could be. But there's still some debate whether or not Ben Barch would be in the position he's in if Tyler uh, Shatley wasn't out with an AFib. So I'm still kind of torn with that because when you're saying that, well, what if Shatley was healthy, then you're still comparing Barch to Shatley. And with all due respect to Tyler Shatley, Tyler Shatley's a career backup. So I'm now uh, at the point where uh, I feel a little bit better about the offensive line than I did early in the week when they were talking about all of these injuries because they got Ben Barch back and he played really, really well. The run game is really going to be good. The pass game is going to be good because – they have so many weapons. Teams can't commit to sending a whole bunch of people because if they miss, it might be six. They can't commit to sending a bunch of people because Trevor has a really good getaway car with his two feet. So the thing is, is this team is really, really shaping up to look like a team that dots all of its I's and crosses its T's, and it's going to give you a consistent effort every single week here in Jacksonville and has a chance to be really, really, really special. So we'll discuss that. We'll discuss a little bit more and then uh, an unfortunate last word that I have to give you that I think I've earned a little cachet with everyone here um, that allows me to take just a few minutes out and talk about um, our community and things that um, we um, that we've experienced here within the last seven or eight hours and uh, how we're going to cope with it, how we're going to get through it, how we're going to finally get back, try to get back to being who we are. But first, I have to let you know that this postcast is sponsored by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can be $5, can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Ooh. Now is the best time to join FanDuel, the app, is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on 
and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And I have to let you know that today's show is also sponsored by Game Time. That is right. Game Time is the absolute truth. I'm going to tell you about it right here and right now. If you love buying tickets to sporting events, your favorite events, whether it's uh, music, comedy, or theater, then Game Time is the place for you because it's fast and, and it's easy. It's the easiest way to buy tickets with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you have. Now, I use Game Time for myself. I've used it for my family. And guess what? It works wonders because you get the images of the views and you don't get any surprises. You know exactly what you're going to get when you get to the venue. The lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and even more. Flash deals on last minute tickets as well. So make sure it's football season, it's concert time, all of these things going on. Make sure you know where to get your tickets. You need to snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use this code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, man. Today's game. Uh, with the Jaguars absolutely felt like a regular season game. Um, even watching it on TV where I was, uh, I had my credential. I did not go because it involves a lot of walking and today wasn't a good day for me to be able to do that, but we're going to fix that sooner or later. I'm going to, I said something today on Twitter that I'm going to be a better version of myself and that this is going to be the best year this football team has had in a while. And this is also be the best year this podcast has ever had with me as the host, because I'm going to get fixed and I'm going to get fixed real soon. You're going to get a better version of Tony Wiggins. There are a lot of times I sit behind this, behind him and I'm very, very uncomfortable. So we're going to do everything we can to fix that. I don't want to go overboard sharing that with you, but I will say this. The fans showed up and showed out today. It felt like a regular season game watching it. When I was driving in my car at some point, I was listening to the radio broadcast with the flagship with, with my, my big brother, Frank Frangi hosting. And it really, really did feel I, I could barely hear him talk because the fans were yelling so loud. It shows you that these fans are ready for football. They are ready for everything that Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and the crew are going to give them this year. And you should be. You really, really should be. It was a tough day for a lot of people. And I'm sure it's even tougher tonight. And it's not getting easier here in Jacksonville because of something that happened. And this is where. I say, excuse me for a minute and just let me speak because I almost didn't do this show tonight because I have a very, very heavy heart. And if you're in Jacksonville, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was basically a hate crime today. And the sheriff and the mayor have both come out. And uh, by the way, they handled the press conference very, very well at the HBCU downtown where my son actually played football. And um, the head coach of that um, team is my uh a good friend and a client of mine as well as they were kind enough to offer me a couple of weeks ago the pa announcer's job but because i have a, a surgery pending i did not take it for the football season 
And um, it's a shame that someone decided from a neighboring county to come into Jacksonville today and go to where it was heavily populated with a lot of black people. And because of the manifesto that was left behind, he, he basically said he wanted to kill the N word and that he did not, he did not, uh, he, you know, he had swastikas and all of this stuff on his weapons. And he, uh, he did exactly what he said he wanted to do. He killed three people two uh, two men and a woman and uh, then turned the gun on himself. And my heart is heavy for the families, for all of those people who were affected. It did not happen at the school. It happened down the street, but it started at the school where he went to the school and put on a mask and put on a vest. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I know everyone went to the game with a heavy heart today. And there were other people that are leaving the game that still have a heavy heart. And there are some people that aren't even thinking about football right now that have a heavy heart. I end every show and I end this one the same way. I end every show saying, let's take care of each other. Let's take care of each other. And murder is bad when it's bad. A couple of gang members, guys going back and forth, it's still bad. It's still off. But I don't know how many times over the years I've gone to one of the corner dollar stores to get a composition book for one of my kids or to get pencils, to get batteries for a smoke detector. I'm just going to run in and run out with bedroom shoes on. I'm not beefing with anybody in the street, not running not doing anything illicit or not having, not committing crimes, not doing anything like that. To think that someone could do that and have their life taken away when they don't have any extracurricular activities going on or they're not asking for it or they're not involved in anything that could lead to it. They were probably, those folks were probably going to get ready for the game today. And they lost their life. Because of foolishness, because people don't decide to take care of each other. They want to hate each other. It won't win. Hate will never win. So I decided to do the show. I, I decided to do the show. I thought for a minute that I would feel selfish doing the show. But I'm also thinking that there's some people that that need to feel a sense of normalcy that life is going to go on and that thing, this stuff is not going to defeat us. So that's why I'm here. I'm here on a night where everyone was having fun at the game. Everyone was happy with what they saw. And I'm going to ask you to do this. Just take a few minutes to think about those folks that are grieving and think about the victims that lost their lives and find it in ourselves to figure out how we need to figure it out so we can take care of each other better. I don't know the answers. I don't have them all. I'm not even trying to search for them. But while we're happy about football and while we're ready to celebrate football over the next two weeks, I will say this. My heart is heavy. But I'm not going to be weary because we're going we're gonna to keep fighting and we're going to keep winning. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. So I'll say it again, just like I said every time I do this show. Take care of each other. And hopefully, I'll see you next time, which will be Monday with another edition of Locked On Jaguars.